Good morning to my dear brethren. I trust that you all had a great night last night and that you're up and you're well and you're giving God praise. I want to thank you for listening and not only listening, for sharing so that others can listen and share with others. You may never know which of these devotions will help someone. You may say, well, you know, I have heard all these things before. Be reminded that there are some people who have never heard these things uh, speak to them in a manner like this. So please share these devotions and pray that the Lord will use them for his honor and for his glory. You say, but pastor, you're going long on this subject. Hey, I want us to be able to have it and then to tune into whichever one you desire. Mark that one. Share whichever one you desire. Whichever one you find to be helpful, I want you to share it. And like I say, I am building on this whole family matter. I'm working now with the team. How do you keep the fire in the place? And this morning, we're going to look at what must I do if I messed up before? Can I be pure? I messed up before. What must I do now? Can I be pure? But before we get into that, let's join Chapman and the song, Our Great Savior. He said in the second stanza, Jesus, what a strength and weakness. Let me hide myself in him. Tempted, tried, and sometimes failing. He my strength, my victory win. Hallelujah, what a savior. Hallelujah, what a friend. Saving, helping, keeping, loving. He's with me to the end. What a savior, what a Lord. Oh, I thank God for him this morning. I call your attention to John's gospel, chapter eight. I'm gonna use this portion of scripture to prove what one can do if one messed up before and uh, can one be set straight? Can one be pure? In chapter 8, read in verse 1, Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down, and he taught them. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses and the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what says thou? This did they tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down, and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and he said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down and he wrote on the ground, and they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Had no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Watch these last words. Go and sin no more. Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Here we have before us an example of one who messed up before. And now here she is with an opportunity to make it right. Well, I am glad you asked that question. What must I do if I messed up before? Can I be pure? 
Everyone can commit to sexual purity and faithfulness from now on, from today on. doesn't matter what your past been like. One can commit to that from today on. We looked at what Jesus had to say to her in John chapter 8, verse 1 to 11. Here we find the religious folks. They are the ones that brought this woman whom they say they caught in an immoral act to Jesus in the temple. They brought her to Jesus in the temple because they said they caught her in this immoral act. The woman must have been so frightened, number one, because she must have known what would come to her according to the law. Not only that she was frightened, but she must have been so ashamed. They brought her to Jesus to test him to see what he would do. Before I explain to you what Jesus did, I find it somewhat strange to think that she was caught in an act. And it sure seems like if she was caught in an act, there had to be somebody else. But they only brought the woman, I could imagine. Like I said, they brought her to Jesus to test him to see what he would do. Jesus, if he reject the law of Moses, his credibility would be gone because they knew what the law of Moses said. Leviticus chapter 20, verse 10, Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 22. If Jesus held to the Mosaic law, his reputation for compassion and forgiveness would be in question. In verse number seven, so when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and he said unto them, he that is without sin among you, let him first cast the stone at her. What did he do? He referred back to scripture in Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse six and verse seven. He said, at the mouth of two or three witnesses, shall he that is worthy of death be put to death. But at the mouth of one witness, shall he not be put to death. The hand of the witnesses shall be forced upon him to put him to death, and afterward the hands of the people. So thou shalt put evil away from among you. Now only those who are not guilty of the same sin would have a chance to participate in putting this woman to death. Hmm. When none of them qualified, look at verse number eight on the verse number nine. And again, he stooped down and he wrote on the ground and they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Had no man condemned thee, she said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. These were supposed to be the eyewitnesses. According to the law, two of them had to stand up and bring her in guilty before the people would bring her in guilty. But Jesus turned to them and he reminded them. I don't know what he was writing on the ground, but I could only imagine in my mind Probably something like, hypocrites, you who have done the same thing, remember such and such a place, remember such and such a time. And when Jesus did not do what they wanted him to do, they all moved away because if the law would be served correctly, they too will be stoned to death. But I love Jesus. He said to her, woman, where are thine accusers? Can a man condemn you? She said, none, Lord. And Jesus said something in verse 11. He said, Leave your life of sin. Leave your past life of sin. Stop it. Don't do it anymore. 
What is past is past. Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. What must I do if I messed up before? Can I be pure? Yes. Look at what Jesus said to the woman. He concluded that she can be pure. And everyone, oh, I love how he handled those religious folks who came wanting her to be stoned to death. That is the same Jesus that we serve today. Serve him. Don't let people remind you of your past. I had a friend that bought me a shot one time and said, when the devil remind you of your past, remind him of his future, where he'll be cast into the bottomless pit. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you, we praise you, we adore you for your love towards us and your mercy, dear God. We're not deserving of it, but you have made it available to us and we thank you. Have your way in our lives. Help us to be, oh God, children of holiness, of righteousness. Help us to be there one for another, caring with the love of God in our hearts. Guide and direct. Keep us all safe from harm and danger. May your will be done in and through us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day. Talk to you next morning.